Welcome everyone to another Instant Reaction Podcast. This breaking down the AFC Championship game. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. A bit of a different format for Couch Potato Diary this week, uh, as I am all over the place, other commitments wise. So, you're still going to get the five podcasts, it's just three of them are today. Already did a podcast on the Royal Rumble. Still to come will be a podcast on the NFC Championship game, but this is going to be in the style of an Instant Reaction Podcast, a not-so-instant reaction on the AFC Championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. If you have any thoughts on this show, leave them in the comments section. You can also like the video and subscribe to the channel. And um, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email this show, Diary at yahoo.com. Um, okay, let's get right into it. This was uh, breaking down the AFC Championship game. This was a horrendous game by the Baltimore Ravens. They basically checked every box that you can check in the how to lose to Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs game plan. Dumb penalties. Well, took a taunting penalty and a couple of bad defensive penalties that helped Kansas City get up the field and get an extra three points. So, uh, check. Zay Flowers, taunting penalty. I am... Uh, a giant hater of anti-taunting rules. I think that these are grown adults playing an extremely emotional game um, and where guys get their heads taken off. I think you can ex excuse them for having a bit of jubilation and a bit of like, yeah, when they, they end up actually doing something. However, those are the rules. You know those are the rules. So follow the rules. So another dumb penalty, check. Um, big turnovers. Well, the Ravens turned the ball over twice in the end zone. Check. Um, and then trying to keep up with them. So many teams have tried. Look, we, we can't, we, we got to score on every possession. We just got to be chucking the ball down the field. We can't, that's, that, that's, that, that wasn't the Baltimore game plan. I had said this week, Kansas City's best chance was stopping the run and forcing Lamar Jackson to beat them through the air. Now, I thought Lamar Jackson could, so shame on me. Um... But Baltimore gave them that game plan. Baltimore ran it like three times with their running backs and barely at all with Lamar Jackson. Here, let me pull up the stats here. I meant to check this before, but we're, we're, fuck it, we're doing it live. Although not live. This is taped. I could have absolutely edited any of this out, but I'm not going to. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, the entire game plan, everyone was telling you all week, Kansas City has one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Baltimore has one of the best run offenses in the NFL. They were perfectly designed to beat this Kansas City Chiefs team, and they just chose not to. Um, all right, you have, yeah, Lamar Jackson ran it eight times, Gus Edwards three, Zay Flowers twice, and Justice Hill three times. Gus Edwards averaged 6.7 yards a carry. Why was he not spam-fed the ball until Kansas City stopped him? It makes zero sense to me. I don't understand because it, it wasn't like, well, we tried a couple and it wasn't working. You tried a couple and it fucking worked and they just stopped it. The, it, it. It was like they were designed in a lab to test what was bad about this Kansas City team and they didn't do it. They tried to beat them through the air and tried to beat Kansas City at their own game, but there is not a football team ever that is better at what Kansas City does than Kansas City. I I was stunned, stunned 
to see that sort of a game plan from what I would consider to be a smart football team. I think Todd Munkin is a very smart offensive coordinator. And I, I think John, um, John Harbaugh is a very smart football mind. And to fumble it this way is absolutely devastating for the Baltimore Ravens. And I do not understand it at all. I hated it. I, ha I, 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 I hated every bit of it. And they just, they, they wouldn't see what was right in front of them working, working to perfection. They didn't see it. Anytime Lamar had to check the ball down, because it was always, his first read was fucking Brett Favre chuck this thing. It was Madden. And it's like, look, I need a go route on every single play so that I can throw the ball deep if I want to. He was always looking deep. And then eventually you get down to the, the, the check down. Um, there was no urgency at any point when they needed it. That that was another thing that really, really frustrated me. It was a lot of long developing plays to try to push the ball down the field. If they would have just done the underneath stuff, killed them. Because anytime it was a little dump off to, to Justice Hill. Oh, look at that. It's a first down. Quick little pass over the middle. Oh, look at that. It's a first down. They were picking up some chunks on small plays that turned into big plays. And they still were just like, well, better not stick with that game plan. I don't understand. I don't understand what Baltimore saw in this game that made them think that that course of action was the appropriate way to go. It was, it, it was, it was so bad. It was so bad. And I get from Lamar Jackson's standpoint, I get wanting to prove that you can do it with your arm, but prove that you can do it at all first, get into the actual thing before you get into the how, like this is one of those times where worry about the how many and not the how. If you got to run it 85 times, run it 85 goddamn times because that's how you can beat these guys. Airing it out, like, we get you're better at it. And I said throughout the week, like, this is a different dude. But to have that be, like, your main plan of attack was just completely missing the boat of why you want, why you were in that spot and why you were favored in that spot. They went from being the Baltimore Ravens to trying to be the Kansas City Chiefs light, and it didn't work at all dreadful absolutely dreadful on the kansas city side this is legacy defining stuff travis kelsey had one of his best games as a pro and that's saying a lot dude balled out especially in the first half of this game to really establish things and really get them going on the the, the right foot um i thought he was exceptional in this game and he sets the the all-time receptions record in the playoffs which is Absolutely insane when you think about passing Jerry Rice for the most receptions in a, a post in the postseason. And also, this isn't even like in in baseball where it's like, oh, this guy has the most hits of any uh, player in postseason history, and you see the list, and it's all guys post 1995. Like, oh, they added a round. Um, these guys generally get the buy, and now have only recently had to not get the buy. Um, that that's that that's how. Like, it's not like he's just had extra games all the time to, to build this up. No, they, they usually get the bye. And so to have this is incredible. Um, he might be the best tight end in the history of the sport. Um, if he's not, like, he's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. And then Patrick Mahomes was brilliant in this game. And uh, Bill Simmons talked about it on his podcast. It was like five minutes in and it was like, oh yeah, I bet against the wrong guy. Because he was mind-bogglingly excellent in this game. There was not one thing he did wrong in that first half. Perfect 10 for 10 to start. 
um, most consecutive completions to start a playoff game since like Rich Gannon in 2002, um, the real goat really, but he was exactly what Kansas city needed him to be. And he was smart and picking plays up with his legs. He had six rushing attempts. Um, all of them were in big moments. Pacheco was great when they needed to, and his investment in his team throughout the season has paid off in back-to-back weeks. With the, um, uh, MVS had a big play last week against Buffalo, and then in this week, with this, the game on the line, to come up with that catch on third down is unbelievable. When they have been so bad all year. And I, I, I understand, like, a lot of us think of football players as robots and stuff like that. I genuinely believe if Patrick Mahomes all season would be like, yeah, if anyone can make a fucking catch, if he had been dogging his guys all year, that pass is dropped. But because there is constant belief in his guys, MVS repays it in full in the biggest moment of the season to seal away a win and another trip to a Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like that explosion that Mahomes had on the referees after the offside call on Kadarius Toney, who was noticeably scratched from this game. Um, that offside call um, and him exploding, I, I genuinely believe that was all of his frustrations at his receivers being like, hey, could you guys fucking not? He just unleashed it all on the referees. That's leadership. Like, it, 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 it seemed dumb at the time, the way he commented on things with Alan and, and stuff like that. Like, it seemed dumb at the time, but I, I pointed it out at the time. All of that is meant for his guys. He just knows he can't do that. And you, you saw it paid off there. The, the confidence that he has had to not beat his guys down all season long, because we've all been in workplaces where we have been beaten down and told we're not this, told we're not that, told we're not this, told we're not that, told how bad we are at this, told that we need to fix that. And it just, it gets in your head, right? At, at some point it's like, okay, well, I've done it. So this is now obviously the wrong way to do it. Let's fix it. You get in your head like that, right? It's the same with these guys. Like just because they are the, the 1% of the 1% of athletes on the planet, um, they're still human beings. And so you have that, okay, don't screw it up, don't screw it up, don't screw it up, don't screw it up, instead of, I got this. And that is, that is leadership, that is um, just being an excellent teammate, it's being an excellent human. And it is understanding the people around you, and understanding that you yelling at someone will make you feel better in the moment, but it's not doing a fucking thing to help anyone down the, um, when it gets down to big moments. I think that this is... A, a bit of leadership that bosses around the world can learn from what Patrick Mahomes did. I, I genuinely believe all of that. Um, Kansas City's defense came up big in this game. Like, I understand they were gifted a terrible game plan by the opposition, so that helps. But Kansas City's defense was as advertised. And you look at now, like, I, I thought they got pushed around a little bit by Buffalo, but they were able to, to kind of slow things up there in that game and, and limit what the, the Buffalo Bills were able to do. They shut down Miami and they have now shut down the Baltimore Ravens. And now they're going up against Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. That is going to be such an intriguing matchup. I can't wait to break it all down over the next couple of weeks. Um, but th like I said, this is legacy defining stuff on both sides. Like th this is, it's Mahomes fourth Super Bowl in his six years in the league, fourth and five years as a starter. Um, it's a chance to win now three Super Bowls by the time he's 28 years old. Um, like we're getting into all time goat category here. And I, I have said numerous times, this is the most talented player I've ever seen. I am 
as a Vegas Raiders fan, formerly Oakland Raiders fan, formerly Los Angeles Raiders fan, and formerly Oakland Raiders fan, I am hardwired to hate this guy. And I can't. Um, watching it again with some buddies and just like, oh, I hate these guys. I just like, I can't. I, I cheer against them. I was hoping for Baltimore for uh, both financial reasons and just cheering purposes, but I can't hate Mahomes. I can't hate Andy Reid. How can you hate Andy Reid? I can't hate Travis Kelsey. I can't hate the cutaways to Taylor Swift. Honestly, I wanted more cutaways to Taylor Swift this week. I didn't think we got enough. I just, there is such a level of greatness here. And I, th this is a lesson I have learned as uh, someone who is now 34 years old and have been watching sports my whole life, covering sports since I was 17. One thing I have learned, I am done hating greatness. Um, I couldn't, I cheered against Tiger Woods all the time. And it turns out like, kind of right, but cheered against Tiger Woods and you end up just being miserable. And then he retires and it's like, man, miss that guy, you know? And LeBron James beat the hell out of my favorite team time and time and time and time and time again. It's like, man, hate that guy. And now we're getting down to the end of it and like he's 39 and he might miss the playoffs. And I'm like, well, I don't want LeBron to miss the playoffs. I want, I want this to keep going. We're, you're going to, even Tom Brady, like the, the whole Tom Brady era started because of the tuck rule against the Raiders. And it was mid the 28 to three game against Atlanta where I was like, I need to appreciate this more because we're never going to see anything like this again. And Mahomes isn't like Brady, that they are different types of players. But I am telling you right now, 10 years from now, when Mahomes is 38, going for his 18th Super Bowl, we are going to reminisce about the greatness that we saw. And so I am, I have just learned to appreciate the excellence that is Patrick Mahomes and what he is doing. You just, you can't not love it. Well, you people are very easily not loving it, but he himself, phenomenal. Um, on the Baltimore side, it's legacy-defining stuff as well, right? Like, this is, like, Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the league. This would have been the one that really got him into that, like, oh, no, you are one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, and Lamar Jackson, this would have answered everything, right? And instead now, there's more questions than answers. And uh, honestly, the only reason there's more questions than answers is because it's tough to accept the answers yet. But it's kind of looking like, yeah, this, it's just not the guy. So that's difficult to deal with for a number of different reasons as well. So it, it is, it, it's, uh, like I said, it is legacy-defining stuff for Lamar Jackson in a real, real bad way because this felt like it. They were at home. The Chiefs wildly overestimated um, or underestimated their need for having a uh, another high-level skill position player. And you still couldn't, you, you still couldn't beat them. Your defense held them to 17. Defense played great. They got kind of sliced and diced in the first half. Baltimore's defense played phenomenal. They needed one takeaway. They they need they needed a big play that they didn't quite get. They needed the Willie Sneed, which by the way, I haven't even talked about that yet. Um, that that was the game. That was the like play of the season for Kansas City. They are going to be replaying that on America's game time and time again now. Um it was it was that good. So phenomenal stuff all around for Kansas City and just mind-boggling stuff 
for Baltimore. That's going to do it for this Instant Reaction podcast. Again, it is one of three coming out today. Coming up um, or earlier today, it was one on the Royal Rumble. And later on, it's going to be one on the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening in podcast form, leave a review and subscribe. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure that you like this video, subscribe to the channel. Um, and if you like me, find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at Primetime Klein, and I will talk to all y'all a little bit later.